0: Hey, everybody, welcome back to the Matt Report. Another great episode today with a gentleman named Peter Kang. He runs an agency out in New York, and he's got an info product in. I know, you're probably tw- eyes twitching, ready to hit next on the old iTunes play button. This is a different twist on an info product and one that I think that you'll be really interested to learn about. Um, number one, he, he and his team are still running an agency uh, out in New York, and they also have this info product, which is Agency Docs. And it's a way to sort of like an agency in a box, if you will, for you know con- uh, contract templates, Uh, proposal templates, other different frameworks, and it's not just high-level theoretical stuff that he has here, which we see a lot of in the internet marketing space, Uh, and in fact, we talk about that in the show. Uh, It's just a great sort of nice little kit for you to run your agency to at least help you out in some of these areas that they highlight. Now, we also talk about not only how is he setting his info product apart from the rest, uh, but how is he going to balance that along with agency life? And the stories that we get into is like, why as entrepreneurs, people who are building an agency first or a consulting practice first because it's it's a quicker way to get money than a product right? you I mean you're providing a service for somebody they want to build you want you to build them a website you charge them a thousand bucks and it's, you know it's just instant gratification most of the time for both parties. it's a fast way to get big lumps of cash uh, versus a product which might take you a lot of time to R&;D develop market launch and all that fun stuff. Um, but we talk about why, why is it why do we chase? the unicorn of a product Um, i think many of us are inspired by what 37 signals launched many many years ago and the stories that they told and those of us getting into the agency space who used Basecamp at the time. We're just like, wow, we, we want to make a product too. Like they're making awesome software for us. This is really cool. How can we do this same thing? We're in the agency space too. Um, and we talked about how some of the failures of his early products, um, you know, brought him to this point of I'm, you know, I'm at my, I'm on my last leg here. We failed at a couple other products and I'm going to make this agency docs in a weekend and see what happens. And it took off. Uh, And it's just a, it's a testament to those quick little wins that sometimes we spend months or years on a product only to see it sort of, you know, plateau or, or even fail when, you know, the quick inspirational wins are the ones that actually do really well. (laughs) And I, I can, I can tell you from the two products that I have, user feedback videos and easy support videos are two products and services that didn't take much effort, but the gains outweigh, you know, the time and investment it took by 10, 20 times. It's, it's crazy those, those wins um, and how they come about. So if you're thinking, of starting a product, this is going to be a great episode for you. If you already have a product, or especially an info product, this is going to be a great episode for you. I also got to say that, um, just as a little uh, feather in Peter's cap, I don't accept a lot of cold emails to be on the show. Um, I want to respect the con- the value of you listening and get the right content for you. Um, and in fact, right before I hit record on this, somebody sent me an email, and it's a typical textbook 101 pitch of why you know they should be on the show and how they'll help my audience. Yada yada. And then they ended it with, and oh, by the way, we've got this great affiliate program too. And it's like, oh man, this is this is not why I do this show. It's not meant to just you know get people on and you know rapidly fire people every day for you know for weeks just to make some affiliate cash, which I know a lot of other podcasts do. That's not what this is about. Really hope you can spend a moment to do a five star review. We're back in the top spot in the careers page of iTunes, which is great. It's it helps us keep a nice little uptick in listening and subscribers. So thank you very much. Uh, the blue collar uh, WordPress worker article that I put out and podcast that I put out last week uh, is really the driving force behind that because I'm getting more reviews that way. I'm getting more downloads because a lot of folks in the community have been sharing it. If you haven't seen it, give it a listen or go over to mattreport.com. Check out a lot of the insightful comments from people in the community saying, you know what, Yes, we have to really think about where WordPress is going for our business moving forward. So, with WordCamp US around the corner, I hope you can uh, take a chance to or have a chance to listen to that and maybe even share your opinions with others at WordCamp US. It's mattreport.com, mattreport.com/slash subscribe. Let's get into the show.
1: I'm a uh, co-founder and. Uh creative director at a agency called uh, Barrel. So we're based in New York City. um, And we've been around for 11 plus years now. Uh, And yeah, we service uh, clients, um, you know, build websites for them, uh, do quite a bit of WordPress, uh, as well as Shopify. And um, in terms of, uh, you know, how we, in terms of how we service our um, clients, uh, you know, we're doing digital marketing, uh, analytics, uh, as well as, you know, uh, just helping them with uh, their overall digital strategy.
0: So, and this is a, this is a good point. I've been, I've been listening to a lot of folks sort of talk about, uh, WooCommerce versus Shopify. Do you get into that with your clients or do most of your clients just come to you and say, Hey, look, I want Shopify, uh, you know, maybe integrate that with our WordPress marketing site or blog side, uh, side of things. Um, or do you ever get into the weeds of maybe we should build on WooCommerce, maybe we should build on Shopify. How does that all play out at your agency?
1: Um, yeah, I mean, so (laughs) In terms of uh you know they're pretty distinct in terms of our um types of clients so uh, a lot of our WordPress work uh actually falls on the um nonprofit uh slash arts slash um b two b side of things uh and then we have our uh e commerce clients uh who you know have a very you know uh, straightforward you know they're selling products uh, and they want to have that uh e commerce experience and um you know, we made that we made a uh Conscious decision to, you know, whenever there's e-commerce involved, we were going to do Shopify. Uh, But, you know, whenever there's a lot of content and, you know, not much e-commerce, we said, okay, WordPress is going to be our go-to for that. Um, And so, yeah, we we have a very, uh, you know, simple dichotomy of like choices whenever a client comes to us.
0: Uh, You have a beautiful, beautiful website, by the way. It's barrelny.com for folks who are listening. Check that out. Uh, So walk me down that decision tree, uh, if you could. What about Shopify made you say, you know what, this is the platform that we're going to deal with with e-commerce. We're not even going to look at WooCommerce. Did you try running a WooCommerce site before or maybe cobble together another e-commerce solution on WordPress and say, oh boy, this isn't going to (laughs) help?
1: Yeah, I think it was just, you know, there were a couple instances where we got burned where um, you know, I think just the upkeep of like updating WooCommerce itself and um, you know, just kind of uh the the other uh, add-ons and, you know, plugins, associated plugins that we had to uh keep on maintaining just got to be a, a bit too much. Uh and also plugins not working after a while too, right? Like sometimes you think you have the right plugin and then, you know, uh, that the person uh, you know, maintaining or the company that's uh you know, supposed to maintain that kind of goes defunct. And so all of a sudden this plugin you relied on doesn't work anymore, right? So those risks like really kind of uh, took a toll and like, you know, led to some kind of, uh, you know, uh, unpleasant experiences on our end. And so, you know, with Shopify, you know, I think those some of those problems are alleviated. And so, you know, it made us uh, more willing to, uh, you know, jump ship on that, uh, on that type of site.
0: On the flip side uh, of your experiences, have you ever, has a client ever come to you and said, hey, we're, we're really enjoying what you can customize for us on the WordPress side of things. We love the fact that we have access to sort of all of this data and it's super flexible. Maybe we can tap into other APIs and, and really just customize the whole experience from the content publishing side all the way to the, the visitor coming to the site. And they say to you, we want that same experience on e-commerce Uh, do you find limitations with Shopify that you would say, you know what, some of this openness of WordPress is, is a good thing. Maybe we wish we had this with Shopify. You ever come across that sort of scenario?
1: Sure. Um, So on, on very special cases. So like for most e-commerce you know, I think there's a simplicity to, I mean, there's value in, you know, in simplicity and like, you know, having conventions that consumers are familiar with uh, when they're going through the site. So we don't get, you know, too many things that we can't do in Shopify, uh, but, um, you know, whenever, when it comes to, for example, uh, membership subscriptions, uh, you know, premium content, uh, so where, where there's a bit more of that kind of experience where it's not straight e-commerce, but it's, you know, more uh, of a, of a subscription product, um, then, uh, you know, a client might be, you know, might pause at some of the limitations, uh, Shopify has, or some of the things that, you know, are harder to manipulate. So. You know, at that point, we might push uh, WordPress and, you know, a WooCommerce integration or, you know, some other plugin that can help with that portion of the project.
0: Got it. Switching gears just a little bit. I'm out in the middle of nowhere. It's an hour south of Boston, about 15 minutes from Providence, the capital of Rhode Island, Providence. Uh, And when I, growing up in my agency, so I've been running it for uh, about 10 years now, uh, you know, customers all over the world, yada, 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 uh, built the portfolio and such, but just envious of folks who are in, you know, main, uh, mainstream, you know, business meccas, right? I mean, it, arguably, New York is the largest in, in the globe. Uh, I mean, one would think, there's no problem running an agency over there. There's people ready to throw money at you at every turn uh, every turn of the way to the office, right? I mean, people are just sort of more open to larger projects, um, you know, the scale of things. Everything's bigger in sort of New York. Is that true? I mean, starting out, what was it like to secure clients um, and grow them. This is a big meaty question, but I know a lot of folks in my audience are maybe small mom and pop type of agencies. They're, 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 they're not in New York. They're not finding that kind of clientele that gets it. There's a, there's a, there's a level of education that they have to do to onboard somebody to even understand what it's like to, to part ways with a few thousand bucks for a website. Um, what was it like starting this agency in New York, better, worse? What are your thoughts?
1: Um, yeah, so I, I think, you know, I wouldn't treat it for the world. I mean, I think, uh, New York, uh, you know, was definitely an amazing experience kind of building a business here. Uh, you know, obviously, you know, once you get over some of the initial kind of, um, hurdles where, you know, there, there are some, um, challenges with like, for example, finding space, uh, you know, or, uh, you know, negotiating a reasonable rent, um, I think, and, you know, especially when we started back then, there were no co-working spaces, or, you know, uh, you know it was really hard to get a space for, you know, three, four people. Um, and so, you know, I think uh, besides that though, um, there's, yeah, there's so many people here. And I think uh, it's so easy to do face-to-face meetings with all kinds of people. And I think that played to our advantage because, you know, uh, you can go out to different meetups. Uh, you know, there's hundreds of meetups happening every day. Um, you can go to different um uh, you know I went to uh, school here uh in the city as well, so alumni events and everything uh elsewhere you can meet people you know learn what they're doing and just easily connect with people and follow up with you know uh, a meeting or you know uh drinks after work or coffee and you know just get to know and expand that network uh over time and you know I think the density of folks and uh, you know how many people can introduce you to other people like it just is so much easier because uh you know, you have that access, um, and then to have them come down to our office and you know have that face to face just is so much. Uh, uh, you know, whenever we can help it, we we try to have you know our kickoffs and workshops in person, and you know just the the sheer number of clients we have in the city uh, makes that super easy.
0: Sort of the shining example of remote work is is the parent company, Automatic, uh, parent company to WordPress. Nice. Dot com, um the company that I actually sell for Pagely, uh, an enterprise WordPress hosting company. We're all remote and remote working, um, you know, but folks like you, uh, obviously a shining example of, of what it's like to have in-person, um, you know, in-person meetings and, and workshops. Uh, myself, when I was running my agency, same thing. It was we had a small office and it was, you know, m- you know, just a beautiful experience. People walked in and it was sort of a, a, a sort of uh, a real um, tangible thing that somebody could experience. We weren't just meeting through Skype, but there's, so there's two trains of, of thought here. There's, Hey, we can do all of this stuff remotely. We don't need people in an office, but then on the flip side, man, shaking somebody's hand and being able to (laughs) gauge their body language when you're showing them a design is, is really, really valuable. Um, what are your thoughts on remote? Do you, do you plan on sort of stemming that way or no, this is, this is it. This is the way for us.
1: No, I mean, um, so nothing against remote. And I think, you know, it's, and I'm happy to accommodate, you know, we've had employees who, you know, um, might be traveling and will work remotely, um, or, you know, we have had uh, remote employees in the past. Um, we, we certainly work with a lot of contractors who are remote, like all over the country and around the world. So, you know, I think um, we've set up systems to make that work. Uh, but I think there's, you know, just just being in New York, uh, I feel like there it's a unique opportunity to, you know, have that energy, um, you know, it's... It, And there's something to like, not just um, the office presence, but just having, being physically like, you know, say in Manhattan or Brooklyn, and just like going out to, you know, uh, these events and meeting folks and like, uh, as a cluster. So you have your team, going out with your team and like, you know, just being able to interact. And uh, it's crazy, like you go, you know, we're down in like, um, like Soho, Little Italy area. And, you know, if you go out on a Friday, You know, to one of these uh, popular bars here, you know, you see a ton of agency people working in the digital space and like, you know, uh, you're sure to find somebody that you know and like, you know, uh, connect with again. And you might even see people from startups there too. So there's always opportunities you're running into folks who are, you know, doing similar stuff or who could be your next client. So, you know, it's it's quite the vibrant kind of uh, community that they've got here.
0: Do you ever run into Gary Vaynerchuk and just like, look, man, relax with this agency building stuff, right? Leave, leave some for the rest of us. And did you buy his sneakers yesterday?
1: I got to ask. You. Oh, man. <laughs> oh we were, just, we, were, we were talking about that because I got some uh, sneakerhead, uh, you know, uh, team members here. And, uh, you know, I, I mean, <laughs> they had their thoughts on the shoe, but uh, <laughs> I, haven't, I mean, look, I, I love Gary V. I've always, uh, you know, I follow his stuff since uh, the wine library days. And like, you know, I think I think what he's done is really cool.
0: Yeah. Um, so most agencies in the WordPress space, when they when they launch a product uh, or even a productized service, it's very much around the sort of the tech side of things, you know, manage WordPress hosting, uh, a WordPress theme, a WordPress plugin or, or some combination of, the, of all three. Uh, you're launching a product called AgencyDocs.co. I mean, it's, it is it is launching, not launching, it is already launched. Tell me the sort of thinking behind that. What, what was the genesis and, and why did you come up with this idea of all things?
1: Oh boy, yeah. Uh, so this agency docs is like I would say the product of last resort. So what I mean by that is um so actually everything you, I mean, a lot of things you mentioned, the the kind of um, you know, WordPress product or kind of tech product uh I, I've gone there and explored. And so I think um, you know, just to take it back, you know, when we uh when my co-founder and I started back in 2006, you know, this this was when like uh, I think this whole web 2.0 stuff was still in full gear and like, you know, SaaS products were coming into vogue. Uh, and, you know, I think as we started making websites for clients, we were like, hey, you know, we need to do everything we can to become like the next, you know, uh, base camp, right? <laughs> so, you know, uh, in our mind, we had to productize and, or create some kind of product that uh, could, you know, uh, get us some kind of recurring revenue or, uh, you know, at least uh, be something uh, that we get uh, from, customers and not clients um and so uh you know I, our first product was a wordpress theme uh, called launch effect um and you know it was like a viral you know one of those things where you sign up and then you get like a code that you could share with folks um and then that gets you more uh chances to win something so it, it was actually pretty popular we did over 30,000 um you know downloads uh you know with that and um we actually had a paid version and you know for a while it was grossing, you know around thirty dollars to $40,000 a year. So I was like, okay, you know, that's a product that we launched and grew. Um, but I think at a certain point, like the the upkeep was just too much and it was taking away from our more lucrative client work. Um, and then we also did a, a SaaS product called Project Flow where, you know, we ran that for a good three, four years and, you know, had some paying uh, uh, users as well, but, you know, just never could devote the resources and, you know, the sales and marketing to scale that up. Um, and so, you know last year we uh, uh sunset that project too so and there's other you know ones in the graveyard but those are the two that kind of you know sucked a lot of my time and so you know i kind of almost had a um embargo put on me like you can't you know make these uh products anymore or come up with these these dinky product ideas unless there are some restrictions um and so you know uh, i think a light bulb uh went on one off in my head a, a few months ago uh or actually at least uh, earlier this year when you know we were doing a lot of um revisiting our process documents so you know things like what does our project briefs look like what do our you know project kickoff docs look like what do our um you know checklists look like and uh, as we were going through that process um you know I was like hey this is cool like i'm sure um you know there as we're making these things you know uh, streamlined for ourselves i'm sure there are agencies out there who would love a, a peek at this and i remember um you know, writing like a blog post, uh, like maybe three, four years ago, about like, oh, I would pay, you know, I would pay like a thousand bucks to be able to see, um, you know, an agency's uh, all their all their documents, right? Like, if I could go in and look at what their proposals look like, what their what their project schedules look like, you know, uh, I, I'd pay for that privilege. Um, and so that that kind of bubbled up again with this, and I was like, hey, why don't we just make a little uh, site that sells? something uh our own documents you know i'm putting in the work uh, our whole team is putting in the work to make these better so why not package these you know and clean it up obviously not give out any um you know of our private client info but you know make it useful for these agencies uh you know and uh, just sell sell them as a digital product uh and you know knowing what we know with shopify and how easy it is to put together a site um and, and the other rule that's put on me <laughs> since these uh Field projects is you know I can't steal resources from our agency to do these things so I just put up on myself I was like all right give myself a day to build this uh, and just get out the door um, let's see what can what can happen and and you know within you know eight hours or so I was able to you know launch a e-commerce site and you know uh, start selling.
0: I mean there's so many so many good threads of thought that I'd like to uh, unpack there. I mean. Yeah, I don't know what it is. I don't know if it, you know, I guess I do know what it is. <laughs> and what I think I do is I'm just going to blame uh, Basecamp and, and Jason Freed for all of this stuff. Uh, because so many of us started our agencies back when Basecamp was, you know, really hitting the ground running, and they started investing in sort of talking about repurposing their work and their time. Um And I just feel like so many of us that started agencies back 2006, 7, and um 8 for whatever reason we all wanted to create products and it was it was like we started the services business and we we're like oh yeah by the way we're gonna start this thing but we're also gonna we really want to focus on products it's like why don't we just start a product business first and i mean i know the answer is we're bootstrapping or getting some cash in um, and things like that but it's crazy this this desire to start a product for so many people um and then, you, and then your, your statement of failure, right? Uh, you, you, you went out and you tried things. And I think so many people do that too. And a lot of people are maybe afraid to talk about it. And you spend all this time, you know, building a product and you get it out there and, you know, it fizzles out for whatever reason, not the right product fit, not enough, uh, you know, uh, man hours invested in, in developing it. Or, th- or lastly, just not, certainly just not giving it enough time to market itself or you to create a marketing plan. Um, for whatever reason, um, you know, you're in that that sort of second or third chapter of, of your product life now, only to stumble upon, which I think a lot, another thing that a lot of people do is only to stumble upon this thing that took you eight hours, you know, and has probably generated you thousands of dollars at this point. And you're like, my God, why didn't I just do this to begin with? <laughs> <laughs> you know and then just like wow i spent all of this all of this brain power and all this all this other brain power from all all of my other teammates uh and i did this in eight hours and look what happened it's just amazing and i see that time and time again too it's just it's just crazy the roller coaster ride uh that product development is
1: yeah you know i i don't <laughs> so uh luckily i i don't feel too much um of regret in that sense because like you know for me it's like well it took all those mistakes and experiences to kind of help me wisen up and you know make some more prudent decisions at this point and i think you know um it, it's almost like uh you know yes it's eight hours but it's also like you know 11 years of being in business it's eight hours <laughs> right, right exactly so i exactly. think uh, I, you know, I, the and, and the thing is like uh, just yeah in, in terms of like it, it's it was really sweet to see like you know minimal effort and then like immediately i'm like oh cool like this paid you know, pay for like, you know, all the Shopify fees for, you know, for the next year, like, uh, you know, within the first week. Like, okay, great. Like everything else is gravy. So, you know, like it it's nice to see that and then I can go back to my um, you know, partners and be like, hey, uh, you know, this is generating some real cash. Like, now can I borrow somebody to help me, <laughs> you know, do some yeah, more marketing yeah, yeah. <laughs> on this? And, and and they can do that with more confidence.
0: Yeah, I mean, listen, uh, I, I just put out a post, uh, yesterday, um, and, uh, and a bit of a monologue on, on the podcast. And it's, it's about being a a blue collar digital worker. And I I really think that, that folks shouldn't apologize for their failures. They, you know, they shouldn't be one to, you know, shy away from admitting, admitting that. And, and like you said, not regretting it at the same time, because without those failures and without bumping into the wall, um, you know, we wouldn't have figure out where we are today, right? It's that culmination of the journey that really gets us uh, you know, to where, to where we are. And I think you see this a lot, right? Uh, <laughs> to put it in a, in a grander scope, like when people hit the lottery, right? And they win millions and millions of dollars only to go bankrupt, right? Because they, you know, they, they don't know how to manage money. They've never been in this yeah. space before. Um, and, and it's like that in the tech world too. I mean, they get millions and millions of dollars of funding and they're mm-hmm. like, what are we buying? What, which Ferrari are we buying? You know, which, which, which penthouse uh, suite are we getting? And And these folks are just like focused on the wrong things. And these grassroots efforts are really the ones that survive. Um, so info products, uh, you and I chatted a little bit before, uh, through email on this topic, uh, info products and and where you see this, this space going and and this product for your, your company going. Uh, I see this a lot in the internet marketing world where it's like, Hey, (laughs) buy my, buy my PDF, buy my course. It's $3,000, but you're going to be a a guru by the end of it. Um, I like what you're doing because it is, it is, fundamentally pulled from your uh, success, right? Like it is like, you, you can see that your agency is a thriving agency. There's human beings working there. You are a brand that people are hiring. And oh, by the way, here's maybe the secret sauce that we use to build this company. Um, whereas internet marketing stuff is a, a lot of smoke and mirrors. So a couple of questions here is where you see this product going for yourself and what's your take on the info product space?
1: yeah um you know i think uh i mean just think about like info products in general and um you know i think done right there's you know there's definitely um value to them and you know i'm thinking about you know particularly like you know there's some internet marketers i follow obviously like uh uh ramid city and um you know like pat flynn for example like those guys i think What about derek halpern oh yeah derek halpern too definitely yeah and you know like those guys all have you know I think they've, they've demonstrated, you know, like what you can do, you know, if you excel in that space and, you know, I really enjoy reading, you know, their emails or their, you know, the different types of marketing tactics that they're employing. There's a lot to learn there that I, you know, will pick up and be like, Hey, you know, client, you know, these are some tactics that we can employ for, for your business. So I think you're right. Like, you know, I think there's a lot of imitators or, you know, scammy type of imitators who are, giving info products a bad name, but, you know, at the elite level, there's definitely, um, a lot that, a lot that I personally admire and think, uh, you know, can be something I hope, uh, agency docs can do. And, and part of that, the one thing that I always think about is, uh, I think, uh, Rami Sethi always talks about that. Like, he's like, you know, give, give so much value that, you know, like, I think he gives away, he always talks about giving 99% of stuff away for free. Uh, and so give gives so much value that like, you know, the, whoever is coming to your site and, you know, is, is experiencing your brand, you know, just feels like, uh, that it's, it's, you know, without even pay, having paid a cent, it, it's still, uh, something that they can, uh, you know, feel good about. Um, and so when, when I started uh, with the agency docs model, I was like, okay, let's make sure we're, you know, giving away, um, docs for free too. Um, and so, and obviously that's part of that is the whole, like, let's get them into the funnel. And obviously we're going to hit them up with some retargeting and all those things. But, um, you know, I think first and foremost, I want, to be like, all right, I'm going to get, you know, get to see what they do for, uh, comp reviews, or I get to see what they do for, uh, you know, um, uh, like maybe a questionnaire or something like that. And then, uh, if they, you know, if, if it's of use to them, maybe they'll come back and buy something. And so, uh, the part, a short-term goal is definitely like increase the free offering so that, you know, even if you never spend a cent, like you'll feel like you've gotten, you know, hundreds, if not thousands of dollars worth of, you know, uh, kind of document uh, experience or kind of expertise from our site.
0: Yeah. So where do you see your product going in the future? Are you going to just expand on the library, Mm -hmm. uh, maybe do a traditional video course, or are you thinking something more out of the box where it's in-person workshops or um, just something else that I haven't, uh, haven't seen yet?
1: Yeah. You know, so, okay. Going back to um, like our, you know, I, I'm totally focused on uh, you know barrel first and foremost. So everything has to be in service of you know barrel. Um, you know, so all, all these extracurriculars, which you know agency docs is an extracurricular. Um, and so, what for, like the the kind of main motivation is that you know this the existence of agency docs will spur the need for us to continue to streamline our processes and you know the documents we have internally. And there's always things coming up. Like, for example, we're building out a content studio, um, at Barrel so that we could, you know, shoot videos and photography more easily for our clients and, you know, make sure that, you know, we can offer that at a much, uh, more cost effective, uh, package than, you know, they might get with, uh, you know, uh, some, some of the bigger agencies. And so in doing so, you know, we're generating a lot of new documents and process processes that, you know, we then have to you know think about, uh, you know, streamlining. So. Uh, that that gives me agency docs gives me the motivation of like okay cool we developed this now let's you know make sure it's nice and really you know well put together so that we can then uh, you know sell it on agency docs um, so that that's the primary uh, kind of uh, like uh, engine I would guess uh, that I would want uh, agency docs to be uh, and so uh, if if we can do that for you know on a continual basis that in itself would be success. Uh, and then of course, you know, on, agency docs as a, as its own kind of, um, you know, subdivision or sub business, uh, yeah, definitely wanted to, you know, pay for itself and then, you know, generate, uh, uh, profit on top of that. Um, so, you know, the moment that like, it doesn't do that, uh, you know, I, I have no qualms about shutting it down, but, you know, like I said, we've kind of uh, built up a little cushion at this point so we can try some things and, you know, excited to see where that takes us.
0: Nice. Um, you know, there's, man, I, I could talk to you for like an hour, two hours, three <laughs> hours about about, uh, about sort of all of this stuff and, and, and sort of the balance, um, you know, that it takes to to, to, to do all of this. Uh, you know, are you focused on, well, let me actually take a step back. So years ago, uh, one of the, the folks that I had on the, on the podcast, a gentleman named uh, Jose Caballero, he had a... Uh, similar setup uh, to what you're doing with agency docs, where you know he spent a, again a lifetime in 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 big agencies, um, you know traditional and in digital. Uh, worked for a big agency called Razorfish, uh, sort of ran that on the West Coast for a little while, uh, their West Coast division. Um, and he said he started this product called the School Rocks, uh, and it was basically a uh, uh, agency in a box kit, is sort of um, you know maybe similar to what you have here. Um, when I interviewed him, <laughs> one of the problems was we talked about like one of the, the big emphasis he had was coaching people on how to sell to clients and more specifically how to get more money, right? Uh, but not more money in the sake of just getting more money, but to, to get the value that you deliver, right? Don't sell something for a thousand if, if, if you're, if you can get a hundred thousand for it, but still provide, an, you know, the hundred thousand dollars worth of value to your customer. Um, and at one point, he asked me to change the headline of the blog post because or of our, of our podcast post, uh, because his clients were finding the blog post when they were Googling him right before they hired him before they hired him. <laughs> so there was sort of this, you know, uh, this tightrope uh, that one walks when you give away the secret sauce of running your agency and you're and, and at one hand, you're, you're servicing people who are running other agencies. On the other hand, you're servicing clients still. Mm-hmm. Um, has that come up with part your partners at all? And, and, and how do you sort of address that? How do you play both sides?
1: Yeah. So I would say, um, like at the end of the day, um, you know, you can give, you know, folks the playbook, right. Cause in a sense, this is like the playbook, but you know, I mean, if if you don't mind the sports analogy, right. Like it comes down to execution, right. And like, I think, you know, and the talent that you have on your team. Um, so, you know, like, I, I, this is, This is merely the playbook that we're selling and it's like you know even there like you know you can there's you know there's all kinds of audibles that happen uh you know when you're running a project uh when you're doing dealing with clients and so you know like the playbook will only get you so far uh you know it will get you in a good place like you know like it'll make you uh you know it'll help you hopefully establish uh processes and you know set you on the right track but you know what it comes down to so many, you know, other factors and, you know, really fundamental stuff like, you know, agencies need to hire the right people. They need to, you know, train folks. They need to, you know, follow through on their promise to clients. They need to maintain that relationship. So like those are things that we're not, you know, that if anything, that's the secret sauce. And so I would say, you know, I'm more than happy to give away these things, you know, and sell these kinds of, you know, process documentation and deliverables. But, you know, at the end of the day, you know, you can't, you know, like every agency uh, is going to be on their own when it comes to you know executing.
0: Yeah, no, I mean it's it's so true, so true. One last question here: uh, any plans to maybe get back in into a traditional tech product or app or service or something like that, and and this sort of just uh, you know sort of not idles, but sort of has a smaller growth uh, uh, climb versus maybe some other crazy idea you might have. <laughs>
1: Well, you, you know, I think um, more, you know, I, I've thought about this a lot and, and part of it is, you know, I, I love, um, you know, I, I love the idea of just like focusing on um, the business because it, with that though, you know, there are opportunities where, you know, sometimes we come across clients with really good ideas and great ideas uh, that might be early stage and you know, we can partner and we have partnered with folks who, you know, are at that stage and, you know, the, the the compensation doesn't always have to be um all cash you know there could be some other type of performance slash you know equity based compensation so you know in that sense like you know it, it is it's it's a little bit of both right like you're we're still fulfilling our agency duties but we're also able to scratch that itch of building product uh, along with a client partner so you know i i think there's those types of opportunities are you know are plentiful these days like uh, i think and it's not just on the tech side too where there's e where you know, a lot of cool brands uh, and products emerging. And, you know, can we help them, in a, in a very entrepreneurial way to accelerate their growth? And so, I, like, I, I don't, I'm not, um, I don't feel like I'm deprived of those types of opportunities, um, you know, while doing this consulting slash agency work. So, you know, I think, um, you know, if anything, I just want to make sure we're continuing to get better as a company and, you know, servicing our clients.
0: Yeah. I mean, that's an amazing, amazing statement. Um, You know, and and again, I I hate to point back to Gary Vaynerchuk for all of these things. But, (laughs) uh, you know, when you look at sort of the, you know, entrepreneur as we sort of know it today, um, so many apps and and other tech services are being celebrated. um, But look what Gary has done with a traditional uh, a traditional agency model or a traditional new age dig- uh, digital agency, I guess if you can mix traditional and digital in the same sentence, I guess we can now since it's almost 2018. Um, I mean, look what he's done with uh, a, a services agency. I mean, in terms of, uh, if you were to compare that relative to a, to an app, it'd be like an Instagram, right? Like selling to Facebook in terms of like growth from zero to, you know, however many thousands of employees he has now or 1500 employees or whatever. Um, you know, services is still a strong market. It's, you know, when executed right, like you put it. Um, and I think that technology changes so rapidly, um, you know, to go into a traditional app or product, man, you have to be ready to fight that fight. Whereas if you're on the services side, let them innovate and customers and clients will still need somebody like you and I and the folks listening to implement that in their business. Um, and, and that's where we really win is when we can leverage those, those different opportunities. Like you brought up, you might come across a client who needs that tech experience. They've got the idea. More importantly, they've got the money uh, and let's, let's all execute on this together. So awesome stuff, Peter. I'm so glad that you emailed me.
1: Thanks for that. <laughs> well, thanks for having me. Uh,
0: where can folks find you to say thanks?
1: Yeah, sure. Um, so my Twitter handle is uh Peter Kang 34. Um, and uh, yeah, uh, agency docs also is on Twitter at, at agency docs.
0: Awesome, everybody check that out. I think it's. Let me just take a look real quick. It's, it's three three forty nine for the for the high end three twenty nine. It's on sale right now. Um, I mean, it's when you when you look at uh peter's agency site the portfolio stuff that he's put out um, and you see uh you know the stuff that he has gathered up here at agencydocs.co it's i mean it's a tremendous value and it's and guess what everybody this is this is somebody who's not just teaching us the wordpress way of things i think there's way too much of that nowadays where everything's focused on the educational side of wordpress there's a few out there that do things really well in the space but it's getting kind of muddied now um you know pure agency experience client services and things like that. That's what I really like about your product here. Check it out, agencydocs.co. Everybody else, it's mattreport.com, mattreport.com slash subscribe. If you enjoy episodes like this, go ahead and leave a five-star review on iTunes. really appreciate it. We'll see you in the next episode. Hey, everybody, thanks for sticking around and listening to this episode and supporting the Matt Report for over five years now. It's been a pleasure of mine. It was a pleasure to have this guest on today to talk about... Uh, their business and how they run it. Speaking of business, if you have something you're launching, you have a new website, a new marketing page, a new product, anything that could use a second set of eyes, you can find me at userfeedbackvideos.com. That's userfeedbackvideos.com, where I will review your product, your landing page, your funnel, whatever workflow or starting point you want me to take a look at online. I'll do that. I'll record it. I'll send it to you in a private screencast with my feedback uh, from over a decade of experience in this space, marketing, technology, WordPress, and otherwise. I hope to see you there. It's userfeedbackvideos.com. It's like having a co-founder for 59 bucks.